So guys, in this episode, I'm talking to the wonderful Daniel McKeon about how he's coping in these strange lockdown times and also the film that I'm sure all of you have seen, Doctor Doolittle 3. Um, so yeah, here's that conversation. been better man been i've you know what everyone's saying in these weird in these in these times i won't say strange times i've heard it too much is that you don't have you have the gift of time and and never felt that more abused than when watching this movie that you sent me to watch (laughs) it was like it was 20 minutes in and i was like i just don't i can't even be here for this is is not it is just uh, how are you I'm fine fine. funny enough I've got a little bit of history with this particular film we're talking about Doctor Doolittle 3 yeah I'm not going to take that from you just know that you're (laughs) I didn't say I I had good history with it I just had a little bit of history with the film like, okay, so um, this the, w- 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 what's the film in question again? What's this full title? Doctor Doolittle Three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So just Doctor Doolittle. Okay, cool. I thought maybe it had something like the do the do Meister or do little do late <laughs> or something. Oh, um, oh, oh no! What you mean the series that this is? Oh, this is the series is um, we entered the Duna the Doctor Dooniverse. Oh no what? no yeah um I just assumed the movie have one of those they always have like Doctor Doolittle three this time uh oh or like something uh-uh. along those lines <laughs> yeah like it's never it's it's always something new has to happen after the second Doctor the second Doolittle three the, the with being the dead horse the fucking ground milking this dying cash cow for all this fucking work. It's just called Norm McDonald's patio now. It was just like how we got it resurfaced, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so my history with the film is I was in a barbershop in 2006, like mm-hmm. about 15 years old, and a, what they used to do is they used to have these people come in and sell pirate DVDs, right? uh-huh. films that had either not come out in the cinemas yet or were in the cinemas or... Was just uh-huh. about to come straight to DVD or whatever, right? And yeah. one of those films was Doctor Doolittle Three. Wow, um, okay, that's a big so, get. I mean, yeah, I know, those, right? those kind of movies are like ten a penny, and in, in 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 those, I remember in in, in times in the uh, <laughs> rental in the blockbuster years, as they're called. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I bought Doctor Doolittle Three for about two, for about one pound fifty, I think. Um, went home. Watched it. Uh-huh. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was, thought it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, you thought it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, at the, time, at the time, I thought it was terrible. Like, and okay. So now I feel like I'm a glutton for punishment by doing, by getting, <laughs> by watching it again. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's other movies, and you don't have to wait for them to deliver it. It's all streaming now. It's all streaming. You don't have to. You don't have to do this. <laughs> the war's over. Like you can come home. I know, I know, but you know, hey, we're we're here, and we're, we're, we're here. Talk about it. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna talk about it. Right. So, I, um, yeah. 
So for those of you that don't know the story, uh, this is the start in the Dr. Doolittle Eddie Murphy universe, right? Uh-huh. Um, but Eddie yeah. Murphy is nowhere to be seen in this movie. Like, that, there's a yeah. scene where, the, where his wife is on the phone to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't. They never really explain that. He's just not there. Like they don't say even if he's in a medical conference, he's just on the phone. It's like, oh, and it's like we're supposed to be like, oh, the real Doctor Doolittle's here. Like, uh, so this movie focuses on his his youngest daughter, Maya. Who, if you've seen Doctor Doolittle too, yeah, there's a there's a thing to this. Mm-hmm. She's not the one. She's not the daughter who speaks to animals. There's another daughter in the in the series, who's uh-huh. not in this film, who's the one who turns out can actually speak to animals, but mm-hmm. she's, played by Raven Sim- she's played by Raven Simone, and they've to pay a lot more money to get Raven than they did to get this girl. Um, I will so, say, this girl is carrying the entire film, because she at least mm-hmm. feigns that she wants to be in it, unlike yeah. everyone else in this movie. I... Oh. I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna. I've got some arguments against that actually, uh, but we'll we'll get to that. Uh, okay. So in this movie, she gets sent off. There's a series of events that happen, which means she gets sent off to a ranch for. It's not really for difficult kids, but it's just uh-huh. to get them it's out just, of their comfort They, know, they do not explain what she's supposed to gain from the ranch. Also, okay. So the whole problem. This is the first problem I have with the premise because like the whole problem is that she's talking to animals and it's ruining her life. And her mom is like, yeah. "Well, I guess I'll just send you where all the animals are, which is <laughs> yeah. which is a farm, famously." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, that'll solve everything because it worked for me." I've never seen so much generational like dissonance between like yeah. the lack of understanding of just like, oh, "Mom, I can talk to animals." Hmm, yeah, well, I know where there's loads of them. Like, there's not there's not a helpful <laughs> solution. And then no. it's like. And I think by the end, I don't even know what she really learns. I gotta be honest, she, not to spoil it or not to jump she ahead. Did, she did. She did learn. So, oh, spoiler alert! There, there will be some spoilers if you really give a shit about spoilers or something. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's one of those ones. If you haven't seen it by now, you're probably mm. not the one to watch it. But, yeah, I mean yeah. this, this, uh, this, this. You know, I feel like this is going to be for the diehard. Uh, do 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 lights. Do, um, do, yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Do um, Littlelands. That's a better one. Yeah. <laughs> no one's um, Christian yet, so. So, alright, so the movie starts off, right, with Norm MacDonald doing the voiceover as the, vo- as the dog Lucky, because he's in every single one of these films. He yeah. Is and Tyler Pratt, who plays Maya in this, in this movie, are the only two. Well, I think I should know. The wife did it as well, so those mm-hmm. three are the are the ones who continue to like yeah. the series. Of, of yeah. Western. Um, <laughs> um, and during that voiceover, Norm Macdonald, who, who I think actually there are moments where he is actually all right in this because it yeah, is Norm Macdonald. I mean, he's fine. Like he's he's Norm Macdonald, and like it's not even like a persona though. He's just like. He's just a, a talking dog who generally not even sassy things like he doesn't even have because he's not that sassy. He's more like I think Norm McDonald is, is more like insulting, but in a way that you only realize after the fact. Like you're at mm-hmm. home like, oh, wait a minute. He was taking the piss out of me the whole time. 
So he doesn't have that catty, you know, Sabrina and the Teenage Witch cat energy, which I would have preferred from, a, yeah. from a, an animal sidekick. But he does, he has good comic timing. Yeah. Uh, um, it's hard to fault. So it's hard to fault Norm MacDonald. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, in the voiceover, he says things like, these, uh, he talks about women getting him hot and under the collar and lifting his leg up for fire hydrants, you know, because because of the dog. He's an instantly um, horny dog, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, so that has two meanings for that part. Um, <clears throat> yeah, oh, I think I missed the second meaning. So it's, you know, maybe I missed justice. Because he's a horn dog. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, or a dirty dog. Three meanings. So he's a, a natural what? dog, horn dog, and a dirty <laughs> dog. Yeah, we, yes. The holy trinity. Put, yeah. Um, and I counted that in the first five minutes, there are two dog peeing jokes, and um, in the first five to ten minutes, they are the fourth. Okay, the males in the first five minutes. There's not that many male actors in this, right? Uh-huh. And the sure. ones in the first five minutes, they all look like and sound like they're just forced to do this at gunpoint. Yeah. <laughs> like, the I, direct- don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen such. Forced. I know, not enforced emotions, because they don't really have any emotions. But mm. I don't think I've ever seen as wooden acting as I've seen in the first five minutes of this fucking movie. Genuinely, right? it's like, uh, I mean, it's just so like, firstly, they don't even really establish that she can talk to, like, they, they just kind of take it on faith that you know that she can talk to animals. Like, they don't, they, they really throw you in the deep end. And also, all her friends seem to know that she can talk to animals, which is really weird. That they just like, oh yeah, it's kind of creepy and gross that she does that. It's not like hailed as this big power. Everyone's very chill or like over the fact that she can talk to animals, like all her friends and even bullies and stuff. It's not funny, but like when she she can talk to animals, right? And she and the kids in this movie who are clearly like in their twenties, like they they bully her for it. And isn't that I'm sorry, but isn't that like the one of the coolest powers to have being able to talk to other beings. Yeah, literally. It is, no, it's like, it shouldn't be, but it's just the fact they know about it because it's, it's such a power that you would see and they try and like hide it. It's like her dark secret. Yeah. And there's loads of calamity yeah. to hide it, which there kind of is, but they don't really, yeah. like, there's this, okay, so there's this running thing of like, she won't accept that she's a Doolittle, but like, that really is only <laughs> going to have weight if you care about the mythos of being a Doolittle because seemingly her life does not change at all. Other than just like the guy's like obviously a farmhand at the end is like God I wish I could talk to animals and it's like why is this it's just there was no tension at all that wasn't even a threat that wasn't anything uh, um, but I did also, yeah oh go go on yeah, go. I was gonna say I enjoyed the early noughties energy of this uh, of this flick uh, I did yeah. uh, there was a lot lot of powerful skirts over jeans. Um, Action, which I which I enjoy as a cultural uh, touchstone. Um, uh, like every no- oh god, no god. So did you also notice that there are about three musical montages in this movie? Oh wow, in there two- are aren't there? Yeah. Oh uh, boy, the they first, they went the by. One, and in the first one is a dance sequence to Rihanna's Ponder Replay because. Just in case you wanted to, you needed a reminder that this was filmed in 2005. Yeah, it really dates it. 
really uh, dates it. Really, I mean, and also the everyone is like all the all the dance scenes which could be from like, I mean, I think Sean Kingston was watching this and taking notes for future videos because it was very much that <laughs> that, uh, that it was very much that aesthetic. I Sean, Sean Kingston, man, that's that's another that's a wow, that's a that's a reference. That yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't I haven't heard from him in a while. I don't know what he's up to these days. Uh, can I just say that the animal thinking, like the voice, the the um, the animal, um, the lip thinking the animals do, is fucking dreadful in this film. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I I I mean, I was barely listening because it was the same. Like her her, there was no nothing happened. Like all these animals were just like some very grumpy, like New Yorker, just like ah, I'm a horse or something. And I was like, yeah, cool stuff, man. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep it flowing. Keep it. Usually, like the, usually they can get like the lips moving somewhat in sync with the with the with the voiceover, but mm. they didn't they didn't shift in this film. No, they didn't. They just they. they <laughs> well, they were too. You couldn't even tell it was an animal by the amount of, I don't know, like they turned up the vision on it. So it was just like I don't know if you said this on news. It was like a bright white light on the, a bright sheen. I felt like I had to scrub the screen yeah. or like spray it down or something. Like it was, it was insane. It was like it was. <laughs> I think it was the same gun-toting director that made all the actors act in the first place. Didn't take any. Mm any any direction of himself it was like i'm just trying to see what i noted down here oh i remember so so basically the story she gets like she she her she's living a wild life because if she talks to animals and she sent to, so she went to one party <laughs> yeah she went to one party and the <laughs> and monkey spiked the punch and she's like oh a monkey spiked the punch it's like yes your daughter speaks to animals why is that like that that should literally be part and parcel of this oh it's that's not, another, that's that's another oh that's another um thing from the other films that alcoholic monkey is in the first and second one as well so oh is he so he's just being a drain <laughs> on this family yeah. he's actually destroying this um i i i, I do want to say though like i do get so she's basically picked on because she talks to animals mm. i gotta say if there was someone i knew <laughs> who came to parties and was like yeah i speak to i speak to dogs and stuff yeah yeah and that was their whole identity uh, it would be. It wouldn't be as glamorous as this movie presents. It would be extreme. It would be like a guy's kind of grotty green living room, and we'd what? all kind of sit. That would be the party, I think. But for me, is it for me? The, what the part? What the what the party itself, or someone stings animals in the party? Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone was like, as in the idea of if there was a girl at a party who spoke to animals, it wouldn't be this like iCarly and cute. It would be like. No. <laughs> it would be just not it would just be something else be it would kind of be like just kind of ignored it, 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 I think we're so desensitized as a species or in the western world anyway where we'd just be like yeah and so fucking what <laughs> yeah it was so beyond it like it was so like just like over it I remember there was something she, someone says uh, I wrote down one of her bullies says uh, birthdays are so um, what was it? Birthday parties are so freshman year, which oh, um, which a, I there's a there's a line before that which I think is even better where she where that same bully goes ah oh, that's so MTV. <laughs> I don't think people said that. I don't know. No, I feel like they, don't. No, they don't say they don't say that, and that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. But 
No one even watches MTV anymore. So once again, if you want to know that this movie was made in the real early 2000s, this is, that is it. That, that was yeah. a real, it was a beautiful real timestamp. I will say, um, so she basically gets in like a ton of shenanigans for the listener. If you haven't seen it, I mean, I imagine you will watch it. But if you haven't watched it, honestly, pause <laughs> and watch now. Uh, oh, please do. Please, we need other people to feel this kind of how we're um, feeling right now. This is, yeah, I mean, honestly, this pastime is more like, you know, day 50 into quarantine, not, I don't know, day five. <laughs> no, but we're, we're, we're ahead of the curve, man. That's what we're doing. We're just getting ahead of it. We know yeah, we'll get, to the, at some point. we'll get to the good entertainment later. Uh, we, yeah. right now, we're just stocking up uh, a bath of sodium. But what I also want to say, so she gets in a ton of shenanigans, including she crashes her car. Um... And there's a bit where... Her mom's this, car. Oh, her mom's car, sorry, yeah, even yeah. worse. Um, so there's a bit where a cop pulls her over, and um, one of the one of the animals goes like, oh, no, there's but a pig, the and it cuts to a yeah. police, policeman. So I just quite like that the Dr. Doolittle writers were just like, yeah, fuck cops, man, or ACAB, I'm saying. The editing, in that, the, the editing um, in that scene was horrendous. Yeah, it's not, it's not, not a well-oiled machine, these guys. Hmm. No. Um, I will say, though, that I reckon that this is probably the best of the direct-to-DVD sequels. That... Okay, wow, okay. What a what a, yeah. uh, what an <laughs> honour you've draped over their shoulders. <laughs> um, so, we, we talk about the party. So, after the party, the mum sends Maya to the camp, right? And to get to the camp, they need to get on a bus, right? Yes. And on all the bu- and the bus has all the pe- all the kids that are going to go to the camp, and they're all the same folks that you see in every one of these fucking movies, right? Yeah. You've got the fat kid who's always eating. The yeah, mean that was really that really started to grind my gears. By the, I mean, it was annoying to begin with, but the way they just like legit every joke around that guy was a fat joke, yeah. even down true. to like to make him do stuff. It was like picture a donut or something like that was yeah. the the length and breadth of the joke it was really uh, crazy literally, literally the first thing you see the dude eating before, doing before he's even spoken is eating a box of donuts he he does hand them out and he does offer people as he goes uh dina dina and uh i found that extremely funny um mm. that really gets <laughs> uh how many times did you laugh in this movie uh, I actually wrote down, so that was one of them. Um, that, uh, there was one other time, um, which is a bit where this snake wraps around this kind of dweeby kid, um, and he's like, I got it, I got rid of the snake. And then the snake in a Spanish accent goes, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? And that made me laugh. That got me. That got me good. Um, I, I, I think I maybe laughed about Two and a half times. Oh, you got a half in. I got half in. Did we share any of the? Uh, do we share any oh. laughs? Do we share the laugh of the same bit, or is that? Uh, well, it was like it was just Norm Macdonald, I think. Just Norm Macdonald. He's the one. Yeah, he's yeah. your shining light like, in this. Everything, every like, no matter how, no matter how shit the thing is, mm-hmm. or how or how terrible his lines are, him being Norm Macdonald voicing a dog is, I'm kind of sold on it. <laughs> Yeah, his voice is. He has got a funny voice. I will say he's one of those. He's one of those comedians who has a a, a, potential, a very funny voice. Um, so, question. Um, I don't know. They don't really. Ex- 
explain this at all, uh-huh. right? Um, but when they get to the camp, they see uh-huh. uh, um, they see someone who is just or taming the animals or reining them in, and yes. it turns out to be the the owner's son. Yeah, he's shirtless. Yeah, both. Why is he shirtless in that scene? Um, you know why. You know why. Don't. You know. <laughs> this is Hollywood. Don't play. Don't mess around. Like you don't know. It's, you know. It's the same. We we know. Come on. Mm. Let him. Let him have his moment. Let him... Yeah. But he's not shirtless at all throughout the rest of the movie. That's true. Well, it's because we. You know, you had to establish. That is true. It would make more sense if he was just more consistently shirtless. Yeah. If that was a running gag, it would be fine. But. There's no reason for him to be shirtless in that scene. Yeah, he he is just, and then he just, yeah, it is just so we can all be like, whoa, he's a yeah. hunk. And then um, <laughs> there's, I will say, just right after that, so he was he was quite a winning leading man, if a bit boring. I mean, I got to say, the two leads had no chemistry, um, but yeah. I don't know. They probably didn't want them to have too much chemistry. You know what I mean? Because then it's like you know you don't you don't want you don't really want it's a sexless world the universe isn't it yeah so you don't really want um you don't want too much chemistry so I wasn't too uh, angry about that um and it was it was um great and um there was a moment right because I counted this um after twenty three minutes uh-huh. I got my first laugh right wow when, when was that yeah <laughs> um it was on the pig goes to the fat kid I'll see you at the buffet table. Oh yeah, I remember that I line. Yeah, that because that can have two meanings. It could be the pig is well, he's going to be at the the fat going to be at the buffet table eating, and the pig's going to be with him, or the pig's going to be at the buffet table. Wait, 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 hold, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You were saying in a fatalistic way, the pig was saying, "I'll see you at the buffet table," like I'll see you in hell, basically. Yeah. And then just like in death, you will face my visage, yeah. uh, or, or like not. Like that's not it, it's not. Oh, he'll be dead at the buffet table, and the fat kid will be eating it. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, um, yeah. just whatever life I will find you. No, nothing will stop my hounding of you, fat kid. <laughs> um, I. I've got to say, man, it is really nice to see John Amos in in things. It oh yeah, is something to something like this. Like he's, Who did he he's play again? He, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is he's a phenomenal actor. His and acting, he, was, think, yeah, he believed it. He made me believe it. Like he, yeah, I was. Like it, it's just a shame that he was doing so well in Doctor <laughs> Doodle Three. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, it's, you gotta shoot your shot. You gotta be a professional, and he certainly was because I mean, yeah. all the scenes that he was in. So there's a bit of a backstory about that the ranch is gonna be sold to some local. Um, there's another, uh, there's another better ranch. It's actually, yeah, this is kind of established on the way when the kids are going to when the kids are on the bus to the ranch. I think they're gonna go to that nice, posh looking one. But oh no! Yeah, there's the the old switcheroo. They're going to um, the rundown one. But like the um the uh the other the, the other thing like all those scenes, so basically they have this big thing about land development and about like yeah. him signing over the rights. 
and they are the tensest scenes I've ever seen. Like you could have taken, you could have, you could have lifted those out of like a hard nosed drama about like class. Like you could really like, cause also it's just like all of they were acting so um so well, and I was really I was really intrigued, and it was, it was a shame it didn't get much more of that because I would have watched Don Amos go up against the. Uh, because that's what you want now, the kids' movie, a, a drama about land development. I was really like, whoa, this is <laughs> like, yeah, this is real stuff. Like, they dug deep yeah, into that. Yeah, I mean, um, they fucking sold it. Well, yeah. Why would you put that much effort into Doctor Doolittle 3? Because they're artists. They're, they, they don't, you know, you got to fund, you got to see the vision. Um, yeah. But I will say they also came up against, this leads some of the... Uh, um, some of the tension in the movie. Uh, so there's a bit where some other of the uh, the cattle guys, who I think are the posh rich ones, yeah, they um come up against them. And there's one guy who is just the most. He he's got like kind of I want to say Green Day like gelled hair, messy gelled hair with like a cowboy hat on and like a sleeveless denim shirt. And it's the strangest mix of like pop punk and country look, which honestly oh. I was surprised to see coming back. Uh, give it the, like, the, he looked like a preppy kid who's trying to look poor. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you can tell that if they went, they they were private. You can tell that these guys were the privately educated ones, mm. and if they went, but if they went to a normal school, they yeah, they wore shirts. That was the main yeah. thing because we they were yeah, staff- why, yeah. why the fuck are those motherfuckers wearing shirts? I know I, the whole thing should just be shirt. <laughs> like. Why? I don't get it. Um, there are so many sex jokes in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of sex stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, like, where the, one of the hens who's voiced by Maggie Wheelock, who was actually Janice in Friends. Um, oh, yeah. Would it kill you? Would it kill him to get a rooster with a little hutzbuck? So yes. So we've got some, so we've got some um, sexually active Jewish hens in this movie, guys. It's yeah, there's a lot of uh, the animals. I mean, honestly, the animals are horny as I imagine most animals are. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I and, won't. Add, yeah. And the rooster, like, has he? He confides in Maya, saying that he's got essentially sex problems, right? Mm-hmm. And when she goes to visit him in his little hut, he's got a calendar for the chickens, and one of them, the the one he's on, is the month he's on says Miss July. Yes. <laughs> so shit, yeah it's good shit. good yeah. stuff yeah. <laughs> sorry so much was, you know because yeah, you know what i just realized it's actually a net good this movie because um you know uh i won't pretend like it's been a time of high emotions and this movie just made me feel absolutely nothing uh <laughs> so that was a blessing really. that was a real nice way to just just disappear for a while you know just have uh-huh. a night um the one thing i will say is the uh the um I'm just trying to think if there's anything I missed. Yeah, there was the raw XD cowboy talks about him. Um, there was the um, a weird bit. Oh yeah, one thing with John Amos. So they're out riding. They're on like a you know a nature walk or a nature ride, and John yeah. Amos is talking about like destiny and stuff, and about like how he discovered the land and came out and made this his own. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he does that, but he 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 also um, like. The way he talks about it makes it sound like he's trying to justify manifest destiny, which was like, (laughs) 
literally a doctrine to promote murder and like pillaging. <laughs> like that was what that was. And he's like, it's destiny. And it's like, you're right. I am a Doolittle. I should go out <laughs> and find my patch where there's animals. Um. Right. Okay. Um. That. You know what? It has a weirdly okay voice cast as well. I found. Right. Do you mm. know who voiced Butch the horse? Uh, no, who, who, who is that? Gary Busey. Oh, wow. Right, <laughs> wow. But, but Gary Busey, he just sounds like he's on a come down constantly throughout the film. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Honestly, like... Which knowing Gary Busey hmm. probably was. <laughs> he was just like... The, Listen, I'm not impressed that it's a good voice cast, okay? Good voice cast can be terrible. It's not like they, a lot of people can hone it in. We can really justify anything to ourselves. Um, so it's really, I got, I got, Gary Busey coming down is not the Gary Busey you want. (laughs) It's the one we deserve. It's the one. At that point in the movie, yes. I mean, it, I've never thought of it, like I, I, I don't think of him as powerful in an honourable way. You know what I mean? No. Um, do you know what? The, uh, I think the worst scene for me is when they're having a barn dance, right? <laughs> and Maya goes off and they're doing karaoke in a karaoke competition, right? Between the rich farm and the poor farm, right? Yeah. And she does a song which she describes as hip hop. Um, yes. Yeah. I. 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 I couldn't even pass that. Just. 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 Like. You know. Mouthfeel terrible on that word. Mm. That's really like not. not and it's good. clearly like some. And it's clearly like someone else doing the singing voice, and her doing the rapping. It wasn't like, but it was. So it's just nothing. Eventually, like it's the same thing. The uh, you know, when they try and do the um. There's always a song. There's always a song in these movies. Like, I remember in like, the Hannah Montana movie, there's the same thing of like she goes to the country and at the Hold Down, Down, Down. The Hold Down, Throw Down. That is a fucking jam, my friend. That is an absolute banger. <laughs> why, why is there always this performance element? Like, whoa, she's a real... She can really saddle a horse because she did the song. Or like, that's not... Well, I can't believe I'm going to defend this, but I can't, I'm going to justify it. The Hannah Montana movie, they did that to prove that the daughter was also talented, well, to prove that the daughter was talented, was that she was beginning to become comfortable with the idea of her not being Hannah and just being Miley, and that's okay. You had, you had that knowledge, you had way, way too that <laughs> hand. That was like, I didn't even blink. And you Man, were like, I had to... I had to defend myself a lot on these things. Listen, so. no, it's a good, it's a fine movie. It's a fine, it's a fine, fine uh, Slow down. Slow entity. But like, yeah, it was just so it hick, hick, hop. I, I really, I just like, I, I... never the twain shall meet. Do you think it was a breakthrough for whatever <laughs> coked up writers were who were doing this? Surely. At that point, the writers of Doctor Doolittle three are like they're just trying to get through. They're like, yeah, they've given up yeah, their own scripts, and they're just like, just... I think it was, I think it was more like, okay, they, she's, I think there may have been a bit of a not a racist, but more of a racist element to it because she is black, and mm. they wanted her to sing, and she would have been the, she's in the countryside, but they can't have her 
digging straight country because that would come across to Middle America as unnatural. So if they merge the two together... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we are thinking of... I think we're putting way... We're putting more thought into this movie than the people who made it did. Yeah, they really... <laughs> I mean... Oh, man. When, when did this come out again? 2006. 2006. Fucking hell, it looks like it came out in 1995. <laughs> oh, I, I really um, thought it would be earlier. Honestly, I really thought. <laughs> well, How old were they living in in 2006? There was yeah. good stuff then they could have done. In, in, in... <laughs> That's not. No. Um, and then, after all that, we obviously get to the big climax where there's... Actually, no, wait. Let's get forward a little bit. There's again the scene where the ranch has to close, but has to close down. Yes. And the, and the kids have to go home. I, then, I will say I like that trope of the. Oh, sorry, go on. You 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 won't finish. I apologize. And then when they're on the bus, Norm Macdonald, because we're not calling him Lucky the Dog, he is Norm Macdonald, turns to Maya and says, "Now is the time," because she's been toying when and when or whether to tell her other campers. <sighs> Who yeah. she really is, and they and, and they essentially don't care. Mo- yeah, and then she has a big moment where she says, "You have to go back and save the ranch, and we have to compete." Oh, we've got to mention a big thing about this movie that throughout oh, the yeah. thing, throughout this, there's a massive competition at the end where they do, that they do mention throughout yeah. towards the middle of the film. They do mention it towards then. Yeah. That at the end of at the end of the camp stage, they have to win a. What did they actually win? Did they win money? It's like fifty thousand dollars to save the run, which I go, I do I will say is one of my favorite uh, tropes in teen movies. Yeah, well they've got to have the big competition, yeah, blah blah, blah. and so they have that, and they the stunt doubles are so obvious. When they're riding the horses and that's in that part of the whole scene. I'm sorry. The what? Sorry, the um, the stunt doubles. Yeah, they really do a lot. That's like yeah, they. I feel like a lot of their budget probably was spent on the stunt <laughs> as part of the movie. Yeah. yeah, but especially in that scene, especially in that whole scene where the where mm. Maya's apparently riding a horse, it's mm. clearly someone about two sizes wider than her. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah, obviously, like they just blur out the body of the when, when they can't do a wide shot of her actually doing it, just to make and then, sure. And then once again, they throw in another fat joke where the fat kid has to, wrestle, really, yeah. has to wrestle a ball right to yeah, the ground to get and, donuts. Yeah, yeah so it's the trick. Say, imagine this donuts on the other end, of, and there's imagine this donuts on the horn, not just donuts, glazed donuts. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I they look donuts. good. I'm yeah, not, I love donuts. So when she was saying that, I, I sat up, but I sat up right. I was like, "Yeah, talk to me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did one donuts. Yeah, I was listening. I was like, "Those that, those sound really good." Actually, I would love. I mean, it's hard not to snack right now, but like, I, they were really. That was an appealing thing to me personally. That was like, I'm trying to just like the. Uh, I'm I'm just like. You know, the Breakfast Club had come out at this point, and we were supposed to understand people, how they wanted to be seen. 
not not de- not dehumanize him to be like, oh yeah, the only way he can understand this world is through food. food. It's like, man, come on, that's not. That's not cool. But you know, um, to wrap this up, um, for me, it always verges on terrible, but never quite goes there. It's no, just... it did for me. It just it doesn't have the passion. It doesn't have the passion to be terrible. Like it doesn't believe in itself enough to be completely hideous. Yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't. It burns oh, right. but it never. It never. Go, it never goes there. It's just mm. so. Apart from like John Amos, who yeah. is fantastic in everything he's in. Yeah, I would. Normal yeah. Norman Donald occasionally. It's just so lifeless and boring. It is. And I think that that is the biggest sin. That this film, it, that this film commits because you know some of the scenery, some of the scenery isn't bad to look at, and like there's a shot in the beginning of San Francisco, I believe, where it actually that's actually quite a professional shot. But yeah, it, then, I mean you can it imagine. Kind of sits there. I just imagine the producers are just like, why are you taking another shot of the car driving? Just get it done. Like we're just trying to get them. <laughs> like, they they just. Uh, I remember the um, there was one bit where like so as I say, speaking of you know the lifelessness, the the, the two the the romantic leads have no no oh, chemistry. Jesus. Yeah, oh god, no. Just, no, just no, no. nothing going. On. But mean, there's a bit. They're two, they're two very like, good looking people. Yeah. Nothing between them at all. Nothing's going on. But there's a bit where they um. Uh, they're at a campfire thing about midway through, and um. What is it? She says something about like, oh yeah, I'm from. She was, and he, oh no, he goes like, oh yeah, I did it. I studied at Palo Alto, and she goes, you know, that's not so cut far from uh, California or wherever she oh, lives, San Francisco. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, and it's like, were they just? They were just saying words. I was just saying where they live. <laughs> that's not like a connection. Like the suggestion is they could live together or whatever, or they're not so different. But it was like you're just saying names of places. That's nothing. So if this is if this is the best version of the movie, I want to see the bits that didn't. I want to see the edits that didn't make it because mm. those must be spectacularly terrible. There's just nothing. I don't think. I think um, the fact that there wasn't a blooper reel shows that there was just nothing. There was just yeah. <laughs> a bunch it's, of it's, dead-eyed people trying to get their cash. It was. It really was just a lifeless boring movie and I kind of wish it was I kind of wish it did go into terrible mode, into terrible territory yeah because it's just so you could feel it's something crazy. at the end of it I had to yeah. lie down do you realize this do you realize this <laughs> I had to lie down like I was like and this feels like having depression like I actually had to have a lie down um during this movie yeah and like the um what was I going to say? The um, the other thing, sorry, that did actually, there's another bit that stood out to me, not as such much as a belly laugh as it was just a sort of a, an odd moment. Uh, there's a bit where um, the uh, John Amos again, the great John Amos, um, yeah. says, "I think he's ever be known from from carrying this movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his, so his son is looking at um, Maya, the 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 protagonist, Maya Doolittle, and she he. he he goes, he's staring, he's like, wow, 
but and he, he I think he literally just says wow and then John Amos goes oh you went to college and you're still to learn that uh you, you still don't know that girls are more than just a pair of pretty eyes you got a lot to learn son <laughs> And then the kid, the, his son goes, oh, every day's every day I'm learning. And I was like, it felt like he's trying to like, teach his son how to be woke or something. It's like, one day <laughs> you'll see, you'll see women as people. One day we'll get there, son. But you've got a lot to learn. And he's still just like, he spent the whole time in college just comprehending women as a concept. And he's still trying to grow. like, now you have to respect them as well. And it's like, whoa, whoa, I don't know. I have to, it's then not, it's just uh, it's so, yeah. Um, so, that was one other moment. Um, I just wanted to. Let's wrap this up. We're in forty minutes now. Um, so if you if you give it one rating out of well, put it in the bin. Okay. Put it on Netflix or pay full price for it. What would you say? <laughs> put it in the bin. Like it clearly, <laughs> it came from the bin when it came to me. Someone you fished it out of the bin to 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 yeah. make me watch it. Like this is. It, I, I pay full price. I, I <laughs> just they didn't pay full price. They clearly wasted all the Norm McDonald money on this movie, and then and on nothing else, no effort, no love. Even if it was love, like there would be something, you know. But just <sighs> what did you think? Oh, in the fucking bin, man. Put it in the bin. I mean. There are things... Where, I mean, it'll be at the top of... Like, towards the middle of the bin. Like, not in the complete bottom with all the rats. Wait, how many, how many of these... How many of these have you done so far? What? At the time of recording? I mean, these these uh, watches and, and recordings. The Doctor, the Doctor Doodle one? Yes. Um, this is the first Doctor Doodle one. Oh, this is the first one? Oh, yeah. yay! First, first dive into the skin. Yeah, um, and I think it's going to get a lot worse from here. Okay, I think this is good. This is good to set your, uh, uh, you know, your um, standards well, a little lower. A little. Let's just. However, let's... however, I'm do- however, I'm doing another series as well as this, where it's sequels and prequels that Jim Carrey wasn't a part of. So, Jeez. Jim Carrey what? movies. That, that, okay, yeah. I I have to ask you at this point. Do you do you just do you like films? Like, does this just like what is this exercise? <laughs> You're getting involved. You, I, I do because, films, yeah. And it's just because why would you? <laughs> why would you watch any of these? Oh, it's because so, you, this is this one is so far down the rabbit hole as well. Of, like, <laughs> of 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 of. Speak up, man. I'm not here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sorry. I'm not even. I haven't even formulated words. I'm still just reeling from your <laughs> commitment. To this. Um, man, yeah, I salute I you. Ta- I, put, I, I put time on my hands, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, um, I guess the main takeaways are... Um, I mean, are we wrapping up now? Is that the... We, we yeah, we'll up? wrap up now. Um, I guess the main takeaways is John Amos is, a, is an angel uh, and a professional yeah. and uh, deserve better. Yeah. Um, Kyla Pratt's okay in this. Who was that again? My Doolittle. Oh yeah, she she does a lot of work. She she carries it. She deserves she deserves you know whatever a a hit single as many of those stars would get. You know she deserved it. Maybe one or two singles after that. Maybe not a full Selena Gomez career, but you know what I mean. No, no. Yeah, so she was quite she was quite good, but everything else 
Get in the fucking bin, man. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really bad. I just, like, um... Yeah, I don't know. I just got... I, I'm, I'm glad I wasted... I'm glad I spent the time. Because this was, what, uh, overall two and a bit hours, and it's nice to talk to another person. Uh, yeah. So... And it, brings, and it brings us together, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, together. yeah. We can, we can agree, at least, that that movie was bad. <laughs> All right, man. Um, we're going to call it now. All right, All right great, I'm, cool. I'm going to ask you right now, plug your shit, man. Like, where can people find you? Oh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to try and... I'm still doing the, the That's Rich podcast, which you can check out um, on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, and, and Apple Music, so Apple Podcasts. And yeah. Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, we're still doing those episodes. We're just... Um, we've got a few out at the moment. We're going to do a... Uh, uh, we've got a few in the in the can as well, and I'm probably going to do some sort of guerrilla style minisodes as well. Um, oh. You can find all comedy stuff on my Instagram, Daniel underscore McKeon, McKeon, um, and I'm on Twitter as well. I a fool is what it's called. So yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm kind of I haven't done anything yet. I've kind of just been languishing, but I might <laughs> start doing something. I don't know. People getting a, getting Patreons and such. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That- yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, definitely, I'm gonna go to that level. But still, alright, man. Good talking to you. Good talking to you too. Take it easy. Take it easy, bud. Good luck with your journey. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>